Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is taken from this beautiful gospel lesson, but I'm going to read this portion of it. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own. But as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. Here ends our text. How is it possible for somebody to be right and wrong at the exact same time? That's quite a question. Can you think of any time in which a person is right and wrong at the exact same time? Well, Caiaphas was. He was high priest that year. The son of Annas. Annas had had five sons and one son-in-law, and this Caiaphas, Caiaphas, was his son-in-law. He held the office of high priest. And strangely, it was according to that office that he prophesied. That is to say that even though he himself was an unbeliever, that his office did something actually the opposite of what it is that Caiaphas himself believed. He prophesied what was true. He said that it would be necessary for one man to die for all the people. And he went on to say, not just for the people, for the nation, but even for all the scattered children of God throughout the world to be brought together and gathered into one. Not realizing that he was not talking about a physical church on earth, but he was talking about this church that would someday be the church of heaven. How is it possible that he could say something so true and yet also be so wrong? How did he interpret this? Was it that Jesus would make atonement for the people and reconcile us to God? It's not what Caiaphas believed. Was it going to be a gospel of victory over death so that we could all proclaim to the world that now it is possible for us to go beyond the door of death into everlasting life? It's not what Caiaphas believed. Rather, it was about him. It was about Caiaphas and his family and their place as high priests the traditions, the cultists, the temple, the culture. That's what it is that he was interested in preserving. And he was at the very center of it all. And for that reason, he thought Jesus was going to be an unfortunate, so sad, unfortunate means to an end. It was better that one man die than that the whole nation perish. He spoke the truth. But he did not understand everything about him, so he was right and he was wrong at exactly the same time. 
How do we apply this text to our own personal lives? We have to be careful that we are right and wrong at the exact same time, too. We are right when we gather together here and we, in a sense, prophesy, that is to proclaim God's Word, when we proclaim God's Word with all of its truth and purity. We have it in the creeds, don't we? We believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He was true man, true God, that He came for the purpose of redeeming us, that He suffered in our place, that He was crucified, that He died, that He was raised again from the dead, and that now through this resurrection, a forgiveness and a pardon for all mankind has now been given to the world, that God is no longer angry with us for this, that He has now forgiven us, and through Him we can participate in the resurrection unto everlasting life. We say it. We prophesy it. We proclaim it. It's another thing for whether or not we believe it. Yeah? To take it into our lives and to trust in that and to rely upon it, then those facts of God become something far more. We can't do that if we're like Caiaphas and it's all about me. If it's all about me and my family and my place and my people and my culture and my life, then Jesus only becomes a means to an end. For Caiaphas, it was okay to crucify Jesus and destroy him because it was a means to his own self-preservation. And we have to watch out that we don't make Jesus into a means to our own end. We hear that in the prosperity gospel, don't we? That Jesus has come and if we are obedient unto him that someday we'll become rich. That Jesus has come so that he can give us solutions to all of our problems. That Jesus has come for the purpose of making us into better people or at least our children if we send them to the youth group enough. That Jesus is to come so that now we can, by using him as our mantle, gain some public respectability. That's when Jesus becomes a means to our own personal end. And that's when we believe and not believe at the same time. You remember that story about John Kennedy quoting somebody else, I don't know who it was, where he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. The question was put to Jesus, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Acting as though perhaps there's something that we have to do for ourselves. Jesus said the work of God is to believe in the one whom he has sent. For Caiaphas, God's son, existed, lived, and died to make his life on earth better and more secure. This is a great danger being right about Jesus and being wrong when Jesus is seen only as a means to our end. We must be careful that we are not right and wrong also about the office of the public ministry, the pastoral office. Let me back up for just a second and say this, that as Christians believing all that Christ has done for us, we also know that our good works are mixed 
Are they not with our own sin and imperfection? Are we holy? The answer to that is yes, through faith in Christ. Are we holy? The answer to that is no, if we look at ourselves through the eyes of God's law. If we give if we judge ourselves to be holy through faith in Christ, we are right. And if we judge our salvation to be based upon the perfection of our own works, which they are not and never will be, then, of course, we would be wrong, wouldn't we? Now, when it comes down to the office of the ministry or the pastoral office, if we deem that the pastor's words and doctrinal teachings are based upon the perfection of his life. Where in other words, we're going to believe this guy as long as he's perfect. Then we will always be wrong. If, however, despite an imperfect and a flawed pastor proclaiming and teaching that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who has died for our sins, who has lived his life under the law, who has suffered in our place, who has turned away God's wrath, who now pardons and forgives the sins of penitent sinners, and you believe that imperfect person's words spoken through the office, as did Caiaphas, then you will be right and right again. It is a dangerous thing to be right and wrong at the exact same time. Caiaphas was right according to his office, but wrong according to the person because he did not believe in Christ, only in himself and in his own needs. So we must take care that the words that we confess are not just words, that Jesus is not just some means to an end in our own personal lives, but that we take those words and those teachings and we believe them with all our hearts. We must take care that we do not judge ourselves by our own perfections or imperfections, but base our standing with God solely upon what it is that Christ has done for us when he called us and he made us into his children. But we must also take care that we do not judge the truthfulness and the power of a pastoral office on the basis of the perfectibility of the pastor, but rather upon the office of Christ that he bears and the truth that he proclaims in Jesus' name. The one who by his death has died in our place and by his glorious resurrection has called us into this one holy church. We hear that word. We believe it with all our hearts. Then, and only then, will we be right and right again. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, 
the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds. 